0: money fm 89.3 best of drive time in the spotlight on money fm 89.3 Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is Drive Time with Elliot Danka Timothy Tian. It's time now for In the Spotlight. Today it's travel, more specifically halal travel.
1: Yeah, we're focusing on the Muslim travel market segment today and Mastercard and Crescent Rating mm. recently jointly released the latest edition of the Global Muslim Travel Index 2023 and uh, it analyzes data across nearly 140 countries to offer a better insight into to which destinations meet the needs of the increasingly influential halal travel market. Yeah, so it also says that uh, Muslim
0: international arrivals hit 110 million in the year 2022, and it's forecasted to reach 140 million this year. Mm -hmm. Looking further out, by the year 2028, Muslim arrivals are expected to hit, get this, 230 million, uh, projected expenditure of about 225 billion US dollars.
1: So there wow. are plenty of opportunities Ooh. in the halal tourism and, sector. And you're and involved I'm in like it. Yeah. Right, right in it. Like, you know, good. Uh, what do you call that? The right place, right time.
0: I, I suppose <laughs> that's that's a fair... Well, uh, you're going to find this uh, conversation quite useful, I believe, I'm going to take notes. Yeah, in the studio with us is Fazal Bahardin, who is the CEO of Crescent Rating and Halal Trip. Welcome to the studio. Thank you for taking the
2: time. Thank you. Thank you for having me today.
1: All right, Fazal, first of all, this Crescent Rating um, a survey that was uh, done recently, can you tell us more about it, what goes into it, and why the need to do such a, such a study?
2: Yeah, so I think, as you just mentioned, you know, this market is, is a huge... Huge market, both and you know, as Elliot mentioned, in you know, 110 million. Our expectation last year, when we released the market, was 80 to 90 million arrivals mm-hmm. this year, but we it exceeded our okay. expectations. So 110 million is almost 68% of the 2019 levels. So it's it's really recovering very fast, and we expect it to fully recover the 2019 levels by next year, 2024. So we started many years ago to sort of you know how do we make sure that all the destinations understand mm-hmm. the importance yeah. of it, you know, how they are catering to this. Market. are they catering enough? So that's how we got started ranking countries or destinations, we call it, how Muslim friendly are they for for Muslim travelers. So we started in 2011 and 2015, we partnered with Mastercard and it was turned into uh, what is now called Global Muslim Travel Index. So here, you know, long story short, now we we track 100 and we used to track 140 countries, but we have paused two destinations, Russia and Ukraine for obvious reasons. Mm. And we look at Basically four areas uh, in in terms of ranking those destinations. Mm. One is the model that we developed called ACES Model: okay. access, communication, environment, and and services. So mm-hmm. in access, we see how easy it is to get to the destination, visa, connectivity. Right. Then in the in the communications, you know how they are promoting the destinations, environment. We see safety and all that. And services is the most important part. You know we look at the level of Muslim friendly services the destination offers. So we do, actually we look at 50 plus data sets to. Analyze the Muslim friendly destinations and we rank them, you know, we rank them all and we publish all the scores so that it's very very transparent and all that. And this year, we went one step ahead because, you know, Muslim female travel is becoming an important mm-hmm. uh, segment mm-hmm. within this whole segment and mm-hmm. we took a subset of these 50 data sets to rank how Muslim women-friendly are destinations okay. as well. So that's part of the report this year.
1: So what would constitute a good level of halal travel services then for these travelers?
2: So as I said, you know, leaving aside uh, access, communication, and environment, let's focus on the services side, as you said. So basically Basically, I think Muslims are not traveling because of, they have Muslim friendly services. You know, Muslims travel because of, like any other traveler, they mm-hmm. want to enjoy the destination, yeah. Yeah. The, the culture, the, all that. What these services are for is that they're coming to a destination, they want to enjoy the, the culture, but they don't want to be worried about where to eat, you know, halal right. food, where to find mosques to pray. So, okay. what these services are is to take away that worry. You know, you have these services, you don't have to worry, go enjoy, spend your money on where, what you came for, which is, you know, enjoying the culture. So, when it comes to services, I think two things. Uh, what we did also way back you know we one of the things also we see that you know it's still there but less so in this part of the world you know people think it's you know businesses think it's very difficult to cater to this market you know it's complex okay. and, and all that so what we did some time ago was to sort of break it down into you know easily you know practical steps so right. we sort of defined three areas you know need to have, good to have and nice to have <laughs> Okay. okay. So, so need to have you know you have two main things there are four things but let's just focus on two need to have you know when it comes to faith based needs you know one is having halal food You know, yeah, of, course, of course that's the most important part I mean you, you you have to feed your stomach yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. And then, you know, having access to, and most of them, you know, Muslims pray five times a day. When they travel, they, they can sort of, they have a discount. They can pray three times a day. So they need to have some access to, you know, private places to do their prayers. So I think these are the, I would say, the two main things. I think having them in the right places is important, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, having in, in, the, in, the, in the airports, in, in like Changi has, you know, all those yeah. facilities. How important is communication here to ensure that these countries
0: know that okay, this is where I rank, these are the gaps, how do I climb up the ladder, so to speak? A big a- academic in that sense. No, absolutely. What are your so, thoughts on
2: that? That's the whole intention of the, the, the Global Muslim Travel Index. We publish, I think, 15 set of scores, you know, we, we okay. consolidate those scores so that they understand where they stand in terms of communication. So if your score is low, which means you're not communicating enough mm-hmm. to, to do the Do get Muslim advice g- as well as a yeah, result you we, we, know, we do. We, we advise them, of okay. course, you know. And this year, we also produce a lot more insight so that it's more practical for them to understand you know it's not just ranking your rank number 24 doesn't probably mean much right, right. so what does it mean to you so ah. we we sort of put in some kind of a quadrant like and a say Look, context yeah, yeah, well. yeah, contextualize where okay. you stand you know you know why are you not benefiting from this and, oh, right. and things like that so I think our intent is to make life easy for Muslims so that mm. they can travel explore or you know any part of the world
0: yeah uh, just a final piece far uh, as we wrap up uh, the Muslim traveler responsible tourism framework uh, your thoughts on how this will encourage encourage a sustainable, responsible approach to travel. I think more crucially, how's all of this in alignment with the Islamic principles and teachings?
2: Yeah, so I think we all know the, the, the serious issues we are facing when it comes to climate change and yeah. all that. And we really wanted to do our small part in, in encouraging, you know, especially Muslim travellers to make conscious decisions, you know, informed decisions. So, and, and if you look at some of those uh, big concerns that you have when it comes to environment, socio-economic yeah. or socio-cultural things, you know, they're all, you can you can you know easily uh, uh, say that they are very built into our faith as well so yep. we wanted to use the faith angle to inspire them okay. I, th- I think this discussion is going on but it's still not center stage when you're you know planning your trip mm-hmm. you know we want to try and make it center stage make informed decision think of uh, you know and it's part of your faith as well yep. Yep. so that's that's the objective so we, in the, in this report we say it's framework 1.0 because we know a lot of <laughs> lot more work has to be done <laughs> For sure. uh, but we want to inspire and our audience is, of course, Muslims. I think we want to inspire everybody, but our audience is specifically Muslims. And we want to link those real issues to your faith because yep. they are part of our faith and, and get them to make informed decisions.
1: All right. All right. A lot of uh, tourism opportunities, of course, in this sector. Thank you very much. Uh, Fazal Fazal Baharidin is the CEO of Crescent Rating and Halal Trip joining us here on Drive Time. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app.